This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio. Here's your host, Dan Loney. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Knowledge at Wharton, and a special edition of our show today as we are coming to you from the Reimagine Education Conference here in Philadelphia. You're going to hear conversations with various people looking at how education is going to be changing in the years to come, and as well because of the impact of digital and things like artificial intelligence. Well, many of you out there have some sort of uh, virtual assistant, whether that be in your home, uh, whether that be on your uh, on your iPhone with Siri or the other versions for Android. But nonetheless, virtual assistants are starting to make a greater impact in our lives. One university in Australia is taking that one step further by having virtual assistants for students on campus. It is called Genie, and it is with Deakin University in Australia. Uh, and uh, joining us to uh, discuss that is uh, Stephen White uh, from uh, Deakin University. Pleasure meeting you. Thank you for coming on. And you, thank you for having me. So uh, I guess let's let's discuss what we're talking about here. I mean, it is similar to a version of Siri, but we're talking about doing this uh, basically in, through an app form that that students would have on their smartphones. Yeah, that's correct. It's a um, it's a very difficult thing to describe on radio. Um, I guess the best way I could do that is to to ask you to imagine a WhatsApp type experience with conversational user interface with Siri built into it so you can actually talk to the app and ask for certain things and it can also notify you about things that are important to you based on what it knows about you. So it has probably the wide range of everything that's going on at the university, your classes, the experiences, everything, uh, and then the student can tailor that for what he or she likes. Yeah, so uh, as I say, we, we can push notifications to you based on things that are happening within your classes and you can have a say on, on what, what comes through for that. Or you know, you can actually ask it questions so you can speak to it or you can navigate to, to questions that are, are canned responses and, and actually get answers from there. This is still uh, basically in beta testing right now, but what has been the response of the students to this? Well, it's been really strong so far um, in that they really find messaging very intuitive. Uh, and in terms of voice, they haven't, they haven't really engaged with that so much yet, but we think that that's going to come along a lot more as voice-controlled tech really expands and becomes even more mainstream than what it currently is. Is there a reaction as to why the voice part of it hasn't been accepted as quickly as probably a lot of people would think that it would be? Uh, look, just anecdotally, I think what I would say is that people, and perhaps it's a cultural thing too, is that people are not, certainly in Australia, are, are not wanting to sort of stand out and, and, <laughs> and, and speak to their phone in public. Um, I think if it was in their car or, or their home, perhaps they're more inclined to do so. Um, and, and perhaps with an American public, it may be different. But uh, What's been the reaction of, of you and other people at the university, on the university side? to what you've seen so far with this with this genie experience? Um, well, I guess I'll answer that by talking about why we're doing it in the first place. So we see that um, digital assistants, you've spoken about how they're coming along and there's, you know, there's Google Assistant and there's Alexa and there's Siri and all of these things at play. But the reason why we think it's so strong and the reason why we think it will succeed is the fact that it... it taken to its logical extreme, it will basically start bypassing web pages and apps 
and actually push them to the background and the actual digital assistant becomes the only thing that you interact with. Mm-hmm. And what this means is that I guess it, it it basically opens the front door to the internet for the first time for about 30 years. So mm-hmm. Google's had a stranglehold on, on the front door to everything online for that period. If another company like an Amazon or an Apple are able to put a digital assistant in your hands that you use on a daily basis, they now own that front door. But having said that, that'll, that'll create experiences within your personal life that we can't replicate within a university because it, it, Google or Amazon, they will never have access to our corporate systems you know, right. to, to bring up class materials. So we're trying to get ahead of the curve and actually bringing that experience in before um, – before that's actually created out but, there. In- but the other interesting piece to that is that when you think about digital assistance uh, these days, there's also, uh, with Google or, or Apple, there's also an advertising piece that comes along with it as well. I'm sure that yours does not have that. So to a degree, there's a, a level of protection for the student in terms of being able to, to use this and find all the different information that they need without having to have that bombardment of advertising as well. Oh, a- absolutely. And and. The rules around privacy and, and security are very strict in universities in Australia, about as strict as you're going to get anywhere. So, um, yeah, that's that's certainly the case. Was, was there any concern or reservation about from the from the university or from the government uh, overseeing education to a degree in Australia about doing something like this because of privacy concerns? Uh I think those privacy concerns sit out there, but I don't think people have really sort of seen what it is and what it can do yet. Right. So I, I think once it's out there and it's it's fully launched and students are interacting with it and staff can see what it can do, I think some of those concerns will come out. But we know we we kind of feel like we know what they're going to be, and it's mostly around the data that we hold about people. But really, in terms of what we're using Genie for, we're just using the data that we already hold about you that we keep securely to try and give you a better experience. We're talking with uh, Stephen White, who is the Digital Solutions Manager at Deakin University in Australia. We're talking about uh, their uh, Genie Virtual Assistant, which uh, they have in beta testing right now, uh, which gives a, uh, an experience for the students at that university. Uh, so the, the beta testing, you, you were telling me, will, will go for a couple of more months, and then your expectation is that you will be fully live some point early in 2018. Yeah, that's right. So our big intake of students is in March. So that's when our, our first trimester commences for a year. So we'll be looking to launch to students pre-commencing. So the students who have accepted their offers and they've got a gap of about six weeks or so until they actually come to campus or commence their studies. So how much will you involve that, that lead-up time till they, uh, till they actually get on campus with familiarity with the app and, and, and so that they can have a better understanding of Genie even before they get onto campus? Yeah, and, and that's exactly what we're trying to target. And really that's, I guess, the highest value for us is trying to fill that dead, dead air space of when you accept your offer and you know, there's really not much in the way of interaction with you as a student until you commence your studies. So we're trying to put Genie in that space and make information available, but in, in a really concentrated, um, succinct manner, and also put forward things like checklists and tasks to prepare a student for study. I'm guessing that you are already receiving interest uh, and inquiries from other institutions, whether they be Australia or other locations around the world, about this, about the experience that you have in the beta testing to see if they potentially want to go down this road. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's that's something we've heard a lot about um, is, is the interest in acquiring Genie or um, partnering with us to develop Genie. And to that end, we recognise that Genie could be really valuable as a commercial product, not just for education. So we, we'll be working with um, partners in different areas in 2018 in uh, transport, um, healthcare, um, and other services like that to try and develop Genie as a, as a more broad app that can be used in, in different customer segments. How long has this process been going on of developing this? I'd be interested to know. And, and what was all brought into consideration when you were thinking about doing something like this? Uh, so we've been going on this topic for about two years or so now. So our chief digital officer sort of saw what was coming in, in the space of digital assistance and and put it to us that this is the space that we need to be in. And we've been iterating and developing that concept uh, since that time. And I guess the um, the commercialization side of things has probably only come about in the last six months when um, everyone sort of stopped and sat back and had a look at what we've got and look, looked at how that could actually be applied to, to areas well beyond education. Now, is the majority of what Genie does uh, somewhat of an informational device for each individual student within the, the the campus setting, or is there a social component to be able to connect with other students within the university as well? Um, it's a good question. So the answer is not yet, but we certainly have that in our sites. So at the moment, if a student asks a question of Jeannie, Jeannie will answer it, and, and it will do so with a three-tiered sort of response. Um, the first part of the response is trying to match what a student is asking for with a handcrafted question that we've got. And that question could be rich with media and microservices and visual components to sort of help them with the information that they've asked, they've asked for. Things like timetable, checklists, all those sorts of things. If, if it can't get a, like a, a good enough response from that, it'll fall through to what we call a Q&A service, mm-hmm. which goes out to our web and our knowledge bases and curates an answer based on what it knows about that student and if it can't get a good enough response to that it'll actually bring up a service contact card of the people who can actually help them and put them in contact with real people and, and in terms of it being a, a vehicle for connecting students the next step is to sort of turn it into like a whatsapp within the university where you can actually connect with um, teaching staff your peers and peer groups but I guess we've got to think about the right angle to do that from because those those platforms already exist and, and they're already well used. We've got to find the right angle to come at that where it will be acceptable for a student to use this over a Facebook or a you know, a WhatsApp. What, what I think is interesting about this is that to a degree, this is a recognition by yourself and the other people at, at the university of making the experience of the student better by being able to provide something for them. And I remember this when I was going to college three decades ago, is that when you're first getting into into the university setting, it can be a bit of an overwhelming space for you, yes. especially depending on the size of the university you're going. And you may not know what to do, where you're going, all this. And, and this is a way to be able to try and take some of that uneasiness away from the student body. Yeah, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. And it, it really is that market that we're going for initially with Jeannie. We may push into sort of different student cohorts later, but really our value initially is getting students prepared and getting them settled into study. I would think, and again, you eventually will look for a way to be able to build this out as a community piece, but the, the, just to be able to build the community to a degree. And part of that is, 
you know, hand-to-hand contact between people on a university campus. But also this is another way to, to build community within within a college or within people that maybe, you know, are in different uh, parts of the university that maybe wouldn't necessarily talk to one another unless they were going to a bar or going to a restaurant on a weekend. Well, it's even further than that. I mean, we have a really large cohort of what we call cloud students, so students who are, who are learning from all different locations, not on campus. Right. And they're very disconnected and, and they're... Um, I guess their experience is not nearly the same as what it is for a campus-based student, and we have a challenge of engaging them and providing them with something that is equally as good. And and um, and I guess Genie is a first step towards trying to to deliver that experience. Outs- for them. Outside of the component of of uh, the social platform, are, are there other areas that you are already thinking about that that could be add-ons to what you already have with Genie in the in the next years to come? Uh, look. We've probably got enough on our plate just delivering it <laughs> as it is and, and, and with, with, with the vision going forward. There's certainly been talk when, when people have found out about what Genie is, yeah. about it becoming a Tinder for learning, that sort of thing. Oh, so, God, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> and, and there's probably value in that without you know going into the seedy side of right, it. But I guess right. we've got to figure out the right experience, and you touched on that earlier. It, it's all about the experience of the person holding that, that app. Um, and that's what we're really concentrating on, trying to get that experience right. Look forward to uh, to, the, to the success of this. And hopefully we can touch base with you again in a year or so to kind of get a feeling of, of what the first few months have been having this up and running at your university. Thank you, Stephen. That would be great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Stephen White, who is the uh, Digital Solutions Manager at Deakin University in Australia. That will take care of our show today from the Reimagine Education Conference here in Philadelphia. Uh, a big thank you to everybody here involved with the conference for helping us get this show on the air. Uh, to our staff, Patty McMahon, Monique Nazareth, uh, getting the interview set up. Wayne Davis, Dion Simpkins, and the great Don Custer here in Philadelphia getting us set up. And Heather Meyer from the Wharton staff as well. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on Sirius XM 111. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.